Here is a reminder from the American Medical Association. Games, games. Here's some games. Games that want to get out. See? More games. Don't pour sulfuric acid on your genitals. What are your qualifications? This is the Nerd Words Podcast. You guys care to comment? You mean like bunch? I thoroughly enjoy your uh, Skype icon. <laughs> it's my uh, it's my Twitch um, emblem I had it made for me by a buddy. Yeah, that's pretty pretty awesome actually. Hotness. Did you see right? it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right. Let me, uh, I don't even know what my Skype icon is. Is it just me with an angry face? It's probably your Microsoft picture, like whatever your default photograph is. Mine is oh. a retarded looking picture of me. Got it. I look like a bald hillbilly. Like a bald hillbilly. <laughs> I do. Sweet. I do. Goo, see? Goo. You see? Yeah, I do. It's like all beard and fucking and and sideburns, but like I look fucking bald on the top. <laughs> and I don't I don't look even remotely impressed to be where I'm at. I'm just like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a guy. What's up? <laughs> so so right quick, uh, Nate uh, Dalai Lama is known as also Travis. I don't know if you saw his name. Yes, I did. Um, and and Dolly, for your edification, do you want us just keep calling you Dalai Lama or Travis? No, or? you can call me Travis. All right, Chris, cool. Deal. That's fine. Or TC. I thought that was cool. TC. Hey, what's up, TC? <laughs> right. And people, no, I'm good. <laughs> all right. I'll pass on that one. All right, no problem. <laughs> all right. So since you've never been on the podcast before, uh, I think it's important to note that I've never met you. Bob has never met you. <laughs> right. And yeah, I'm a serial killer. Yes. <laughs> D- does Canada have those? Hey, they do now. <laughs> Only on buses. <laughs> <laughs> Only on buses. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, all right? <laughs> <laughs> are you are you busy tonight? Because I I I'm compelled compelled to kill you. All right, is that all right with you? All right, right, right. <laughs> you have no plans. I you know I mean I didn't want to do it, but kind of had to. Can I, yeah. That's, what were you that. saying? It was uh, it was Travis was telling us uh, online the other night that uh, that accent that's like stereotypical. Uh-huh. There's like one place in Canada. It's Newfoundland. Yeah, it's Newfoundland. That's <laughs> it. You talk to a Newfie, man, you'll get all that. <laughs> so like, you don't even like talking to them. So I got to visit. Like I've been to Canada a couple times, and now I got to go to meet Travis and hang out. Right. But then we're gonna go to Newfoundland. <laughs> that's where we're going. I don't know. It's gonna be a group of us. Like I might do that instead of Gen Con. Just go and. We're just gonna go see what happens. Yeah, I've never been out of the country, so I all I've ever heard about Canada is that it's like America, but with nice people. So that's that's my yeah. that's my only expectation. East, Pretty much. it's it's actually a lot cooler. I mean, the distinction between the two because where we where we went though, I went to I went to Vancouver, right, and it was it was a city like I can't put it any better except it was a lot cleaner. <laughs> Right, you know, there right. was a thing like cleaner air. It didn't seem as crowded. I mean, that's kind of a misnomer. It was crowded, but we were. It's kind of hard to explain. Like we were there, and of course there was traffic, but it wasn't like Chicago traffic. Right. It wasn't choked. It just seemed like people were out doing stuff. The majority of our population is located in Ontario and Quebec. Yeah, there you go. There's, there's like half of our country is like covered by six people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, obviously there's vast areas of you know just it's like Maine, but everywhere right it to me was amazing because my time in arkansas like i miss the whole like the natural state feel Mm -hmm. that's all in canada except in canada it's it's cool it's what i thought nature should be and it's and it's there where arkansas is just like weird disgruntled hillbillies (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) and they had the wonders of poutine in canada you've never 
Oh, so good. We never I've had never had it. authentic Canadian poutine, but... Um, it's poutine. probably not much different. You had me at gravy. Just, <laughs> just the concept in itself is amazing. Every time I tell someone I know from the States, they're like, why haven't we... I tried this. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yeah. I don't know. And, and uh, you guys got, uh, what is it, Tim Hortons? Yeah, yeah. Which uh, I'm, I've never had, but... Is that like Horton? Here's a Who Burgers, or it's what? like it's like Dunkin' Donuts. It's like right. their Dunkin' Donuts. Oh wow! Oh, that's why I see Tim Horton coffee up here. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Right. Uh, he's a hockey player. Actually, he died in a car accident that was in the city that I live in. I smashed, had no smashed idea. Smashed right into a bridge. Good Holy guy. shit! <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I think, I think moving, uh, or at least visiting Canada for an extended period of time, uh, is probably a good idea. Yes, absolutely. As long as you go to the right places. See, that's why Travis is a must. You stay out of the ghetto. Right. <laughs> the, ghetto <in> Canada. <laughs> the ghetto in Canada, the reserves, man. They're like, Don't hey, the reserves. we're going to knife fight you, all right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you'd want to go to like um, anywhere around the Rocky Mountains or Quebec or right around Toronto. Those are pretty much your three locations that you would want to go. Nova Scotia is very nice, but there's not much more to see there other than the ocean and potatoes. So. <laughs> and I wouldn't have guessed potatoes. Right, PEI is like biggest export for potatoes, I think, in our country. Wow, <laughs> it's just, it's so small compared to everything else, but well, it's just all potatoes. People don't even live there; it's just potatoes. And for me, I think the fun fact about Canada was reading how Montreal's choked with churches. <laughs> right, right. Like competes with the Vatican or <laughs> with <Yeah>. Rome. <laughs> it's awesome. They, they are like. <clears throat> How do I describe this? Um, Montreal and Quebec have been trying for the last 25 years to separate themselves from Canada. Uh, But they're like smack dab in the middle of it, connected to everything, which makes no sense. But they wanted to become their own like independent country at one point. Right, because there's a lot more French than there is English there, right? It's like In in Quebec? Absolutely. It's, it's It's like 80%. Yeah. Oh, wow. Too bad. <laughs> right, right. Where are they going to go? They're just going to like yeah, cut yeah. themselves off from Canada and sail away, like, become their off. own independent country. <laughs> you know, uh, Ireland did it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, same general principle. Ireland, but they're at least an island away from everything. That's but fair. I- Ireland separated themselves from two separate countries. Right. They want. They're smack dab in the middle of ours. They would like completely segregate Newfoundland and. New Brunswick and Nova Scotia <laughs> yeah. from like the rest of Canada. <laughs> right. They'd have to build a fucking wall, is what we're talking. Like, <laughs> right? Uh, they, they'd, they'd have new borders for sure. I'm sure they'd, they'd have new borders. Yeah, <laughs> but they'd be polite French borders. I, I don't think it'll ever happen because of the the. Oh. It's not. It's not like Northern Ireland versus the United Kingdom. Right. You know, there's no, no one's <laughs> oppressing them. They're just like we don't want to be Canadian. You know. <laughs> right. And then you have the British. Right. You know, if I can, can you please explain once again why you want to be separate from those nice chaps <laughs> your, or your neighbors? We mostly okay. speak French. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so we'll put it's it on It's not even the like they speak French French. They speak like dirty French. Like anybody from France that talks to someone from Quebec, they're like, I don't know what you're saying, man. <laughs> it's like it's like the equivalent of like a rap song being sung to someone. <laughs> I imagine it would be similar to how like people in New Orleans would be because there's a lot of French going on in New Orleans, a lot of French influence and, you know, okay, some yeah, of sure. indigenous people speak French. It'd probably be a lot like that compared to an actual French person you're from ta- France. You're talking Creole. How yeah, Creole's right, like a right. hodgepodge exactly. of cultures. Oh, yeah. And they I, made their own I, language, yeah. I know some Creole. I went to Haiti. So that's awesome. Did you? No, it wasn't awesome. They, it's like, like total reverse racism there. Everybody is, is obviously 
like black, right? Yep. Yeah. And because I'm white, every time I, first off, I had to live in a compound for a week <laughs> where it was like, there was like metal walls and gates and guns and guards and shit. Holy. Because at nighttime yeah. I could hear gunshots going off in the streets. Like I was like right down in Port-au-Prince. And every time we went out, we went on the back of a tr- like a pickup truck, the six of us, and all of them would all be staring at us and calling us Blancs. We'd be like, look, mom, Blanc, Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> Now I know how African Americans feel in some certain parts. I, of you the do States. actually. That's uh, from from being on that on that same level for ten years. I could say yeah, that it's absolutely there, and, and I will never call you a blonde. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing good <laughs> right? going on in Haiti at all. Really, Sorry, like, like, there's nothing good going on in Haiti at all. Uh, like, not really. Haiti, <laughs> Haiti. Well, they're, tr- they're trying to rebuild, but they're always getting smacked by nature. It's very difficult for them. Well, yeah, and I, from what I understand, too, the whole rebuilding process in, in Haiti after what, was an earthquake, right, that fucked them mm-hmm. up real bad, there's so much corruption involved, like, so much of that money just fucking vanished. Uh, I heard a story from someone who actually lives there full-time, um, the person that we stayed with, was telling me that they know that <laughs> the city had a project to clear out all the gutters and, and stuff so that way they can get water, like, flowing to the city again. And um, it took like two months and nothing was really getting done. Like it should have been cleared out. It should have been finished. And they went down there to find out what was going on. It turns out that the Haitians had actually cemented the the pipes. So that way uh, it will never get fixed. So they'll always seem to be poor so they can keep getting money from (laughs) other countries, like relief funds and shit. Like they want that stuff. I was reading too. uh, I was reading that that dude from uh, the Fugees was involved in like a big money scam Mm -hmm. out there. I don't remember what the fuck his name was, but (coughs) excuse me, that was rude as shit. I forget his name too. Uh, Cleflon John or something. White Clef John. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. Clef Clef Jean. Right. So the Clap John. Clap Clep Clab. Yeah, why why Clef John? I don't know the specifics about it, so I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it. But yeah, I heard he was involved in, or the charity that he worked for or represented, uh, millions of dollars. But uh, yeah, I, I have no no interest in ever going there. I've I've barely left the fucking state of Illinois, let alone gone out of the country. So so yeah, so we're masters of knowledge of corruption. Right. We don't have to leave. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a if, if it's one thing that this state really represents. It's corruption. I don't know if I don't know if that's a well-known fact about the state of Illinois, uh, but it's a uh, it's it's basically the last what was it like the last two or three governors we've had have all ended up indicted or in prison. Prison has yeah. been involved. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and 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 if you it goes back to the the fucking you know very first people that were in Chicago, Chicago was always a pretty well-known uh, city for corruption and organized crime and it it doesn't stop street level it's uh it's all the way up it runs all the way up that's why uh, that's like the the mayor of chicago to me that's a very interesting thing and we've kind of briefly talked about it previously on this podcast but that dude left a job in the white house right to come to come and be the mayor of a city took a step down and a massive one Right, uh, and mm. his career to do it, but but then got paid more than he would have 
yeah. if he stayed at the White yeah. House. Well, and then, you know, let's let's talk about the kickbacks. And, and, and we're finding out, too, you know, we've talked about this as well, but all the shit that's been going on with Chicago, with, you know, the, the shootings and the police department and people basically calling for Rahm Emanuel's job. You know, how much of that shit has been going on for, what, the last two, three years, four years? I don't know how long oh, yeah. he's, been, he's been mayor, but... Well, you know the Obama shutout happened. No. His whole administration won't even mention the relationship they had where he did before. Right. Remember that? Right. Well, you know, I mean, his relationship Obama's with from Chicago, so... He dropped that dude from history. Right. Because if you can't cover your tracks, then Done. <laughs> they don't want you in the gang. Just dropped him. But that's not... That's the difference of uh yeah that, that, that ain't got nothing to do with this. So right. I, I figured we'd probably talk about um, well for, I don't know if uh, this is something that you're interested in or if you even watch Dolly, but uh, you know the Super Bowl just happened the other day. I didn't watch it. I don't give a shit. But the one thing <laughs> that was uh, interesting or relevant to the conversation is a bunch of uh, new superhero. Uh, uh, trailers, yeah, trailers yeah. and stuff came out. So you know what? We talk about those a little Real bit. Real quick to show a little etiquette. Uh, just to explain, but Dalai Lama. Uh, yeah, is, is, I'm is sorry. Xbox I, just, Live I name. just jumped into this conversation. Is Xbox Live name. Travis is obviously Dalai Lama on uh, on Xbox Live, but right. that's where we met him. Uh, met him playing Ark through <clears throat> through Jeff. Uh, Jeff is also known as Thug CTC and is a wuss because Dolly yeah. is leagues away and yeah. is easily. In this party, Jeff won't even try. Yeah, no, he's made no effort. Zero, zero he, effort. He will tell you uh-huh. he wants to be on this yeah, show badly, yeah. but never he, does, Travis. He's actually, he's, uh, for those uh, that have listened to podcasts <laughs> before, Jeff, who we're talking about, has actually been on one episode, an obscure early episode where we did the whole Netflix, we got drunk and watched Netflix movies, and he was on in the middle of an episode for like two hours. He was actually physically here at this house. Uh, right. which, which is weird because, you know, he's he moved like three years ago and you'd think he moved to fucking Africa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's just isolated. And we just like give it Jeff shit because it's one of those things where it's like, you know, he's super excited to, you know, and you know how he is, Travis. You know, a new game yeah. comes out. He's oh yeah, everything. And then he plays it 15 minutes and jumps back to something else. Yeah. That's he's funny just, you say that because I can't speak to his other instances, but tonight he got... Um, he got the uh, beta access to Overwatch Blizzard's new shooter, so he's playing that right now. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that's what he's doing instead. Yeah, he just jumps around, and it's and it's funny because that's just Jeff, right? It's like you know, shiny quarter, and he runs over and he's gonna check it out to come tell us about the shiny quarter. That's that's <laughs> right. the thing. It's a varied success. Good guy, but you know, just another thing to rib him about. But I just want to do that. So there's some. Uh, we didn't just. Like, like, call up Travis on Skype out of nowhere, and he was like, He's a random hey, guy up, on Skype. Who's this guy? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, so I figured we'd talk about uh, some of those. Um, sure. I don't know what your opinions are on the DC universe. Um, we haven't had a lot of time to chit chat mm-hmm. outside of um, video game playing, and even then, very little. Um, you and Bob probably have much more, you know, much more relatable interaction in that sense. But uh, the big one is the Superman versus Batman. Um, what is it called? Do you know the name of it? Oh, Dawn Batman. of Justice. Yeah, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, so that's that's one of the new ones. Um, what are your opinions on DC movies in general? Um, you mean like recently? Yeah. Or yeah. In the well, past? yeah. We'll, we'll we'll keep it recent because obviously. DC's got a long and varied history of movies, mostly Superman and Batman. But yeah, we'll go with the more recent ones. Okay, so everybody's got a different opinion on Men of Steel, but I mean, in my opinion, I think that it was a very enjoyable movie. I enjoyed 
who they casted as Superman. I thought that uh, Henry Cavill did a good job. Um, I thought the plot was uh, <laughs> wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I mean, General Zod's pretty badass as it is, so it's interesting to just throw him in there and to start. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, other DC movies though that, that have come out. Uh, do you count the Batman trilogy? Sure, sure. That 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 works because that'll give you, that'll give us a point of conversation about the new Batman. Well, okay, yeah. So, from what I understand, everybody seems to really love the the Batman trilogy, especially the second movie. The first one, uh, Batman Begins, was good. The second one was incredible. Right. And a lot of people were upset with the third one. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty standard. That's 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 right. my opinion about it. And I hold to that too. I gravitate right there. Well, it's you know what it's best thing about a good movie is the villain, and to be honest, I mean Liam Neeson was good. Um, <laughs> the Joker was incredible. First. Uh, right, I feel bad for Heath Ledger, and uh, unfortunately, there was too much confusion between Bane and um, I don't I don't even know what they called Liam Neeson's daughter in that movie. I can't remember her name. Talia Al Ghul. Yeah, yep. Talia Al Ghul. Right, right. So. It was just it wasn't enough focus on one specific villain in that movie, and it wasn't good enough, in my opinion. And they kind of forced it; like they'd never had a relationship ever anywhere in in the DC universe, in the slightest. Bane right. was Bane, and then the Al Ghuls were the Al Ghuls, and then it was like, oh, we'll just stuff the as much as we can in the last one. I, I think the third one visually was 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 good. It, it, there was a lot going, but it's so riddled with plot holes, and like if you really sit down. And think about that movie from start to finish. It's not a well-constructed movie. In fact, I would go yeah. so far as to say it's probably one of the worst constructed Christopher Nolan movies, just generally speaking. Uh, In his defense, I have no doubt Talia al Ghul and Bane were thrown at him with Heath Ledger's loss. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Heath and, and, Ledger undoubtedly was in the third one. Big time. Oh, and and I don't know how one could be expected to meet the same mark. You know, the overwhelming success of the second one, really, it, how could you ever meet that mark with a third one? That's the problem with sequels. The more movies you make, the more chances you have to let down the viewers. Um, there was too much in that movie. They, they threw way too much at you. They threw Robin at you. They threw... Um, two villains poorly a, I might add yeah right I didn't even uh, remember Robin in it well that's because they didn't they didn't call him Robin until the end of the movie the very it's, end of the movie he not, goes in to get like pick up stuff that Bruce Wayne left behind right. from what's his name uh, I'm so bad tonight um, I can't remember the actor's name but the 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 cop the you know the yeah okay now yeah, I remember yeah that, that's that's Rob like and, and, the it, it wasn't, right, and it wasn't even that it was Robin it was like at the end it was almost like a nod like, comic books, you should use like, your, like, your middle like, name. Like, right. Like, hey, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's a little, you know, but it wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't wink, like wink, he, nudge, nudge. Right, exactly. He, he didn't like don a costume and, you know, go out and, you know, fuck shit up. So since we have that starting point and just kind of jawed everybody's brain, what did you, what did you think about the, the Batman versus Superman trailers? Like what they're, um, what they've shown? Okay. Well, there's <laughs> They revealed the villain, and I feel like that's a villain that's pretty extreme for the very first, like, for Dawn of Justice. You're like, talking about Doomsday. Right, right. Well, yeah, I didn't want to say it. But, yeah, Doomsday is, is like the Superman villain. He's like 
the guy right. to fight Superman. Well, and, and to articulate that, Doomsday was created for a storyline called The Death of Superman. Right. Where in this whatever-the-fuck monster kills Superman. Seems yeah. a little extreme for a second movie. I, I would agree. Like a gigantic whoops. Like, why would you, you know, because if you if you get down, like, I never read Superman when I was a kid until the death of Superman story. That right. was where I was like, oh, I'll check it out. Because like, as a kid, like, everybody knows about Superman, but it just didn't really appeal to me much in the same way it doesn't, well, doesn't appeal to me If you look now. at the older Superman movies, Superman movies, uh, people will say, yeah, it was, I watched it. Right. They didn't repeat watch it. People right. don't quote those films. It's just like, yeah, it was Superman, and you could predict well, he, like the, the he wins everything. The first and second one were, were the only good ones. But to, to hold, it's the same thing in the comics. It's like, why would I collect the Superman comics? I know he wins. I know he's in it. It's cool. Oh, great. I'm glad to see Superman still around. But mm -hmm. when you saw the new Man of Steel, that I, I think it's, it had the same effect as the death of Superman did for comics. They were like, holy shit. You know? Yeah. And it became much more interesting as, you know, stay tuned. But uh, th the fact that Superman's been around for, what, 70-plus years, I think everybody our age pretty much knows, you know, you got Lois Lane, you got, uh, you know, Clark Kent and a pair of glasses, you got the Daily Planet. Like, <laughs> right. it's that's established. That's, that's really, you know, brass tacks. That's part of the lexicon of, of pop culture. Everybody how, knows it. Real quick, how do you have a couple fight? Between between Lois Lane and Superman, I mean honestly, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like there's only so much she could really like. She has to know this is a super being. It's, it's probably really great for her because she can just whip anything at him she wants when she gets pissed, and he just stands there. But it's the thought, like the thought process of her. She can just pull out a gun and shoot him. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. And him just being like, you know, you're really an insect. You're like one woman, Lois, of an entire populace of seven billion. Like, in, in, his, in his head, he's probably like, you know, you're you're really lucky that I love you. Right, right. Because, because here's the thing: like, even even just just get out of the the concept of violence, you know, because that that's ridiculous. He could just fly away. Right. <laughs> there, there's no like, you can't slam the door on Superman because he could just be like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna go fly around the world. I'll be back when you calm down. Right. We'll talk about this later, Lois. I'm gonna go to Tibet. Right. <laughs> real quick and work on my prayers. <laughs> so so Henry Cavill, um, I think he's a decent Superman. I, I like him. I had super issues with the the uh, Man of Steel, all kinds of them. Um, oh, we've <laughs> and we've we've discussed there them. Are very big holes for uh, sure. But uh, here's here's my opinion on on these uh, these fucking uh, these these new uh, trailers? trailers, these new teaser trailers. So the very first one that I saw, I was kind of not impressed. I was like, ah, oh, this just looks like another Zack Snyder movie. Not a big deal. Um, then the second one that I saw, I said this earlier, I felt honey-dicked. Like, <laughs> like they, they, they were like, ooh, look at all this cool shit we didn't show you in the first one. And I was like, wow, man, I might be able to get down on this. You know, I, I kind of like what they're doing with Bruce Wayne. And, you know, I kind of like the whole Superman and, and why, why Bruce Wayne, you know, why Batman... Uh, thinks Superman is a danger and you know, I was like, oh, this could be kind of legit This looks like a kind of a d and then the third one I saw their second big mistake Yeah, the, the, the third one I saw they, they introduced that party scene where you have Clark Kent and you have Bruce Wayne at oh, this party, yeah. And then they show Lex Luthor and mm -hmm. I was like, nah, I'm not 
I'm not I'm not really into this anymore. I don't, I don't <laughs> think Mark Zuckerberg should be Lex Luthor. It's, it's no. A lot of people are are worried about that casting choice, but to be fair, a lot of people were worried about Heath Ledger as the Joker too. That's true, but uh, here's here's where I disagree with with those the, with that comparison. In in the, uh, the 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 Batman movie with Joker, uh, I didn't really have a basis of comparison because Heath Ledger is kind of just an actor, kind of like a like if I had someone to compare him to, he's like a skinny version of like Chris Hemsworth. Like he's, okay. he's like a, he's a pretty boy, you know. Obviously, he's not now; he's dead. But he was a pretty but, boy, but a great dramatic actor even before. Sure, that. he yeah. could have been. But the difference between him and um, what the hell is the guy's name that's playing him? Um, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg has the same problem that Michael Sarah has. Hmm. They're like they're they're they're. It's kind of impossible not to pigeonhole them because Jesse Eisenberg. I don't feel like he's really an actor. I feel like that's him, and he just wears different clothing. You know what I mean? Like, yep. He's he's Mark Zuckerberg. He's the dude from Zombieland. He's he's in all these movies, and he's this kind of like skinny, little stuttery. You know. But I think the truth is, is that what happened to him is what happens to comedians. They're used to a certain amount of attention for the one thing they did, right? And then people keep trying to give them opportunities to grow out of that, right? And you see them kind of worked on it. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for them to drop that mold where they feel safe. I just feel like his personality is too close to the characters that he normally plays. Like, I think in a large degree, he is that kind of like weird, shy, awkward dude. But outside of the actor, let's break it down to the character. Mm -hmm. There's character traits that have to transfer from comic to the movie. They have to. You have to have one of the three. You have to meet certain criteria. Of Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is considered the apex human being, first and foremost, in physical form Mm -hmm. and in intellect. Right. Right. So that's one and two. And then the third one was the psychosis mingling with the intellect, right? Right. You had to have it. Like, he was seen as psychotic, but really, <coughs> the, in the trailer, they hint on it. Psychotic is really a three-syllable word right. for, for people with small thinking. Sure. Something that he says. But that, to me, was a Riddler line. Yeah. I, Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I expect the Riddler. I think, mm-hmm. to me, whenever I've read or even seen Lex Luthor in, in, the, in the cartoons, they've had him in, the animated movies, I should say, um, they nail that guy. Where it's like, if you met this dude, you would feel stupid. He didn't have to call you stupid. Right. But he would respect you if he could keep up with what he was saying. But he would always use you 10 steps ahead to get what he needed. Right. That character hit me like, surprise, Lex Luthor's in the film. Right. It, it, and me, we're going to find something for him to do. To me, it's like um, if Lex Luthor was like a, like a teenager. Like, just like becoming... <laughs> You know, uh, uh, but but that doesn't make sense because everybody else is a fucking adult. You know what I mean? Like yep. like Lex Luthor, and and this is clear. This is strictly going off of what I've seen in the trailers. It seems like he's this. He's that that drug guy that just got arrested. For, you know, he's just a douchebag. You know what? It's like in the original. What is not the original? The uh, the Batman movie that everybody loved with the Joker, where it had the Catwoman first appearance of Catwoman. Um, Where the chick oh, the, was, a, the, was a secretary, uh, the, second, the second, and she gets thrown Batman out of a window. Batman Returns, yes, yeah. and she gets thrown out of a window, and everybody was like, "What the fuck is this?" Right. This is the same thing I think happened to Lex Luthor. Right, like he's just he's just starting. You know, he's like he, like I don't know how old Jesse Eisenberg is. He's probably older than his twenties. He definitely has been around quite a while. So, but it, it, to me, it's like Lex Luthor in his twenties. Like, right. oh, I just inherited a drug business. And I'm I'm kind of a douchebag, you know. Like I'm not really a supervillain, 
But again, who knows? But, well, but how, how old is Clark Kent in, in Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, though? I don't did, know. Did he's they say? Because Superman age? <laughs> well, 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 I mean, that's fair. But, I mean, regardless of how old he is, I'm pretty sure that he's going to be ripped for like 30 years of his life at least. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, for sure. So, so he could be 21. I don't know. Yeah. I could right, buy early that 21. He looks, in my opinion, like he's about 30. Right. You right. know, 28 to 30. It's it's questionable because it's hard when you got somebody in that point where they're their peak. Well, here's the, here's the other thing too. I feel like where Warner Brothers and DC have kind of, uh, I think it's a misstep on their part. Um, they haven't really followed a consistent storyline, and and they're continuing not to follow that because they're Hollywood. Well, they they what, are. What I'm saying is is that like you know you're you're comparing. I hate doing that to people. I apologize, but something you said really stuck this in my brain. What they're doing is that they're keeping up the Hollywood typical of how you build a film. Who's hot now? Right. What's everybody finding interesting? Whatever movie you got, use these actors because that's what people want to see. I, uh, yeah. Versus when you look at X Men, you know, and then and then even better, you start getting into like the, the Deadpool movie and whatnot, right. where they went, no, we're focused on how the comic book. Well, see, Fox has come to Fox life. has done a brilliant thing. And and it's it's something that it, it escaped me, it mentally escaped me because w- when they did the Days of Future Past, it's perfect because you don't have to follow the first three movies anymore because right. you got fucking time travel and weird shit and that mm-hmm. opens up the doors because the we we all know the third X Men movie was a piece <clears throat> of shit. Right. The first yeah. two were decent, but the third one was a piece of shit, and they don't have to retcon it. They got fucking time travel. Right, for sure. You know, and and then with first class, like I, I feel like they they fucked up. Fox totally fucked up. But then they were like, hey, how can we reel this in and still be true to the comic books? Right. And they do that shit in the X-Men comic books all the fucking time. So to me, that's legit. Marvel, uh, Disney, you know, Marvel Studios. I think that they've done a really good job of of laying down a front and a back. And mm-hmm. and following that in a in a legit fashion because how does Marvel allow you to butcher what they bring? Right, is what it is. It's like if we're gonna go big time and you're gonna pay us, this is how you make this work. And then Hollywood gets to breathe easier because you're like, oh, holy shit! At first we thought you had no idea. Right. Well, and, and my point is that that Marvel has has maintained consistency throughout their films. And well, they, they had a couple. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. They no, had a couple okay. missteps in the beginning. You kind of yeah. have to, Travis. It's a sort of. Um, <laughs> when you think back to the original Hulk movie with Eric Bana. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was horrid. Yes. And you know they made their mistakes, but DC is just starting in the, well, in the cinematic a, yeah. universe, right? I don't. Well, no, I feel like I feel like they are. They're not just starting, but they're they're just starting in the sense that they're trying to do what Marvel has already accomplished, which is take right. all of their properties. And, you know, translate those properties to the screen where they can have a Green Lantern and a, Bat- and a Batman movie or a Superman and a Batman or a Wonder Woman and a fucking, you know, a Martian Manhunter movie if they want. They can intermingle all of these people. Right. But they're playing catch up. They didn't do it right from the beginning, whereas Marvel, they had a couple movies that didn't really fit the mark. But they basically said, all right, we're going to start here and boom, we're going to go and we're going to fill in all the blanks as we go. DC's like, oh shit! Uh, how do we fit four heroes in a fucking movie? Right. It is harder with with the Justice League and and, and whatnot. Um, DC, though, to their credit, um, do have the uh, TV networks series um, down yeah. pat though. But they do that a lot better. You know, like watching yeah. like Arrow and whatnot. That's 
that actually has done well. I mean, it's done real well. It's not uh, it's not hard to do, but that, I will agree, is because of consistency. I, I think that TV lends well to comic book stories anyways. Yep. Every episode's like a comic, and you can get behind that. Yeah, I, I Netflix, I think, did a really has done a really excellent job, and I think they're going to continue because, uh, you know, they got that deal with Marvel. They got four shows now, possibly five or six different shows that are going to be coming out for them. We we talked about this like back in the day, very first couple of podcasts where we talked about how like, man, somebody needs to take the Punisher and just fucking do like a TV show, and, and now, now it's going it. to happen. Right. Yep. So. Yeah, he's coming in on Daredevil this season. I'm excited for that. Yeah, well, I was reading. They're going to fuck it up. No, I'm sure they won't. But uh, I was reading that um, they've already got plans for a Punisher spinoff show. Yep. So it's basically like we talked about it. Now it's happening. Yeah, which goes to Korean, so we should start royalties. We should should just start writing and submitting. Yes, that's that's what needs to happen. (laughs) Yes. Needs to happen, but something I want to talk about. It's because uh, it's big. I was shitting all over the X Men Apocalypse since it was announced, right? Yeah, pooping all over it. Well, it didn't look good. Gigantic dino turds all over everything because um, not only did it not look good, I saw the little hint at the end of it. Was it First Class at the end of it? I forget which one. It was at the end of Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. They showed some all white guy in the desert. Like I mean, oh, El Blanco. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just sitting there with a floating pyramid, you know what's going on. And I was like, if that's apocalypse, I'm kicking someone's ass. You know, <laughs> right. I swear to God, powder can't be apocalypse. It's completely wrong. Right. And then as you start seeing the costuming coming out for, you know, I'm a huge apocalypse is my favorite villain. Right. And and for them to just ruin him was was a big deal for me. So I've been warring on it. And then I saw the recent trailer that they had for it, and I shut up. It's a movie I might see three times. That's my prediction because. I'm big on the voice. The voice for the first mutant should be something that is, it is literally a cult of personality. It is someone that speaks and everyone is quiet because they're waiting right. for just wisdom to fall out of his face and leadership. Well, here, let's let's try to play it so people can at least hear it. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll sound like shit. We'll see. Hang on <laughs> one second. And real quick, what is it now with all these comic book movies using these like really dark, twisted songs at the beginning of their like Age of Ultron did that shit too. Like got no strings. It's, up. it's a soundtrack though. Yeah, and what it what it does is it builds your anticipation and holds your interest because it's a sound that's familiar to you. Right. Because it doesn't sound normal and you're just hooked. Right. Apocalypse means to destroy this world. So we see we see uh we see we see apocalypse see right there I'm pause that real quick Psylocke holy shit yeah look, and landed fucking, the character fucking amazing like looks exactly like the comic books fucking perfect but uh, we see apocalypse earlier in this uh, in this uh, this trailer and he's gargantuan right he's giant let's go to war I think it's interesting too that um, like Psylocke, uh, not Psylocke, um, Mystique has become like a good guy. Right. Well, she flips in the comics too. It, she she does, but she's definitely more a bad guy than she ever is a good guy. She she always is. But the let me take it let me take that back. She's in it for herself. Right. Every time, and then if it sides with good, she'll be good. Well, for a long time too, it was like her and Sabretooth, and they've eliminated Sabretooth essentially from the X Men 
Because movie. I think after you screw him up so many times. Right. Well, and they fucked him up, but plus he's a completely irredeemable sociopath. Yep. And I think that's kind of hard. Well, for... there's a point where Saber, when Sabretooth got stabbed in the head and they had that spinoff mm-hmm. where he was good for a yeah. while, that comic actually worked where he was a, he was a mercenary, a good guy. And it was, it was cool. The Age of Apocalypse too, he was a good guy. Yeah. They had him hanging out and he might be in this movie. We have no idea. You're right. Shorter than we what we watched earlier. Well, you were listening to his voice right there. Everything that they build will fall. Will fall, and from the ashes of their world, we'll build a better one. That's a dude you don't argue with. That's a guy you when he talks to you, you hope you have something to add to the conversation. Right. Right. He definitely he definitely looks better than he did in the. The earlier versions, the earlier like right. screenshots and shit that we saw. But I think that's the problem. I think we were seeing what he looked like on the set. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because the CGI, right. CGI really did it justice in well, the after and, and and most likely there, I I, I want to say no, man. The whole time they knew what they were doing, but I think that part of it has to do with fans saw it and were like, this looks like shit, and right. they were like, oh fuck, and you know, we don't know that that's what happened, but to me, that's what it seems like. Maybe that's what happened. Yep. But, uh, yeah, probably we were looking at, you know, pre... Some asshole's privilege shot that he shouldn't have took. Just a, just a rough, right, like some rough costume that was cobbled together on the set. You know, <laughs> who knows? But uh, it looks cool. Um, you know, for a long time, I was very much like, fuck the X-Men movies. But now, like, seeing how far they've come, like, seeing these characters so realistic come off the screen, like, I grew up reading X-Men. They also added logic, right? You see how they apply it. It's uh, in uh, one trailer, the one that we were watching, it's one you can see on YouTube. Um, what was brilliant about it was that they show you how thoughts of, you know, he's like, I have had many names. You know, I've been called Yahweh. You know, right, called, right. Doesn't even mention Jesus, right? right? Straight to God in many different languages. And they're like, well, um, how do you know that the four horsemen didn't come from him? Right. Right. It's a, it's a compelling story. It, and it, but that, that's exactly right. Like, it's compelling. It's not the, well, it's Apocalypse, and he's here, and he has an alien ship. All right, Dolly, what do you think, now that we've spent 20 minutes rambling? In regards to which subject? All of it. All of it. You just got to chime in here. You yeah, just, just, just in. chime in where you can. I, uh, m- many apologies. No, it's all good. Um, no, I was just listening. I mean, I think, I think X-Men Apocalypse looks good. I mean, ever since they put out X-Men First Class, I think they've gone in the right direction. It yeah. took them five movies to figure it out, but when they did... They did it right. Um, the casting was great, and I'm, I'm really excited to see <clears throat> to see the young uh, X-Men. You see Cyclops, you see Jean Grey, you see quite a few other people. Yeah, that and, was uh, the, the... In the recent trailer, there's also um, a small bit with Quicksilver, who was one of my highlights of the last movie. Yeah. It was kind of bothersome to me when, like, the first couple of X-Men movies, it was, you know, like... It was who, who was it? it was like Storm Wolverine. It wasn't like we didn't even find out about Angel until the third movie. Iceman was like a little kid, you know, and like I there's a part of me that's very I have this uh, strong tie to the fact that there was five fucking X-Men in the beginning. It was Cyclops and fucking Jean Grey and Angel and Beast and Iceman. Like, those should be the original. Should, you know, right. but whatever. They they change shit for movies to make shit make more sense. But a part of they me was always... They wanted to focus on Wolverine, though. You oh, gotta keep yeah. in mind that everything was centered around Hugh Jackman. Right. 
the, the Jack Me Off character. I, I'm I'm kind of <laughs> glad that the there's less uh, there's there seems to be a losing of interest in Wolverine. I even think Hugh Jackman's cool with that because from what I've heard, he's like Wolverine out. It's a, yeah, he's like I'm done doing this. This 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 shit's the end for me. Yeah. Um, which he's he's been in like what fucking nine movies as Wolverine. I mean, well, what's funny is that he's actually really good in his other movies. Yep, I, almost everything I've seen him in, he's actually quite good. And <laughs> as good as he looks as Wolverine, uh, the first few movies were very difficult to watch, he especially should, the first Wolverine movie. He <laughs> shouldn't have been born a short fit maniac of, of a Canadian. Yeah. I mean, that's just what that's what comes <laughs> right. down to it. He shouldn't, I, shouldn't fit the bill. I really liked about a third of that first Wolverine movie. Everything <laughs> after that was a pile of dog shit. Um, yeah, I liked oh it. my god. I, I My hands went up in the air and I lost my shit I, when I, they throw Deadpool, Deadpool's mouth shut. Like, oh, wait a second. Anymore. Wait yes. a second. I'm lost. That movie, fuck you. <laughs> that, that movie, I would choke the shit out of right. someone. But, the, but right? the part where him and fucking Sabretooth are like you know, fighting wars through time. Like, that, that should have just cool. been the movie. Right. That would have been a great fucking movie. Ended right there. Right. You know, even even later on, where it was just Wolverine and Sabretooth fighting back and forth, that could have been just a movie. Was that when Lee Shriver was Sabretooth? Yes. That yeah. is the Sabretooth that they should keep. Right. He was good. And that's, that's why I'm saying the first third of that movie was fucking great. Yep. But then it ran off the fucking rails and turned into a pile of shit. But I think that's been well documented. I think everybody knows that that's seen it. <laughs> oh, my God. Nobody's like, oh, my God, that was a great movie. I, I loved every minute of it. And I also feel, guys, Kung Fu Panda 3. <laughs> right, right. Come on. Like, I'm, I'm going to let only, you have this one. I've I'm never the watched... only adult psyched about Kung Fu Panda 3. I have never watched a Kung Fu For Panda sure. movie. I, I've, I've thankfully have had a blessed woman in my life who loves me enough to, to secretly feed my my panda uh addiction i am uh I'm, i am my spirit animal is the panda bear right. and uh so she she calls me panda and she kung fu panda one i loved two i liked it just as good and uh dreamworks is amazing because in kung fu panda three they reunite poe with his people i don't right. i don't know anything about what you're talking dude you, sh you should watch kung fu panda one and then go from there because it is a good movie it's Almost so all animated good. movies are pretty good nowadays it's so good, absolutely. And like in Kung Fu Panda Three, you gotta at least like watch the you gotta watch the trailer just to see the part where I was laughing my ass off. Okay. He has all these panda kids around. You understand, he goes back to the panda village and they're not these like Warcraft World of Warcraft uh monks who've been practicing Kung Fu for generations. They're just like, Yeah, we're pandas and we've been living in a village and somehow you got away from me. This is a pretty long trailer. <laughs> so come home, son. And then but then you watch him and he's like going, Oh man, this evil villain's come to stop us and I'm this badass now. Because it's, you know, movie three, he's a kung fu expert, and he's like, yeah, I got to prep you guys to go to war, so got to pay attention. And all the panda kids are around the table, and he's separating them using food as placeholders, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like going, okay, you are part of the dumpling squad, and you're over here. And he turns <laughs> to go direct something else, and the people eat all the dumplings before <laughs> he turns around. I'll, I'll pull up the trailer. We'll, uh, we'll, give, it, we'll give it a little you watch. You must take the next step on your journey. It looks beautiful. Power awaits you. Hey! Justice is about to be served. We'll have two justice platters, please. Tigress, did you want extra sauce with that? She wants it on the side. On the side. On the side. <laughs> you do what you can do, you will never be more than you are now. I like who I am. You don't even know who you are. I'm looking for my son. 
Dad? Give your old man a hug! How do we know he's even related to you? Look at that! It's like looking in a fat mirror. <laughs> Come home with me. Hi, I'm Mamie. <laughs> you must rediscover what it is to be a panda. There, there. I'm fine, I'm fine. There you go. I have returned! Who? The Master of Pain, Beast of Vengeance. Bigger Widows. Okay, I used to work with Oogway. Oh, Master Oogway! Silence! <laughs> you must save the world. There's no way I can stop him! Unless you so have watch, an army of your own. So watch this, needs to check this out. It's basically just giving you a taste of the whole film. It's DreamWorks style, right? They're just showing off the anime, and more importantly, I like how they focus on the voice acting. Yeah, it's it's a pretty long trailer. Yeah, and it's it's fantastic. But you're getting to the end part I was talking about that I think is a must-see. you and Kung Fu Masters. The Dumpling Squadron will take position here on my signal. The Noodle Squadron will... This is the spot where... Okay, I saw that coming. This was the one. Bamboo. Pandas. Right, right. It's so awesome. I get, I get the joke. <laughs> so good. Chitty, chitty, chat, 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 chat. In the chit chat. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it looks like a great, but it's not. I'm not really interested. It's in a, it's a cute film. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks adorable. I brought it up thinking you'd shoot shoot it down. I wouldn't get 30 seconds of the no, podcast, no, no, but uh, I, no. <laughs> I'm glad everybody gets an equal stake here. It's everybody equal. gets an equal share. <laughs> I was prepared for it, you know, because I'll admittedly say it. Uh, I understand that this is a kid film, but I, as an adult, still like it. I'm well, very entertained by it. It's well, that that's the thing about all these these like animated movies. Uh, I think that um, the animators, the people that write these movies, know that. Ah, fucking adults have to take their kids to go see right. these movies. So they always now seem to have, yeah, they're they're geared towards children, but there's something, there's a, like a higher level of you have to be an adult to kind of get some of this stuff. Right. Um, you know, because you have to keep both parties interested. So, I mean, I, I like Jack Black. Uh, I, yes. I, I'm quite envious. There's like, a, there's like a place you get to in Hollywood where when you get to that, like, you get to do a voice in a cartoon like Tim Allen still probably making billions of fucking dollars. When was the last time you saw his face? Who Tim Allen play? Tim Tim the Toolman Taylor. He plays the fucking uh he plays uh uh to infinity and beyond. I don't know why. Buzz oh. Lightyear. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. Wow. I wouldn't have guessed and that's right. Eddie I... Murphy. Like when's the last time yes. you saw Eddie oh, Murphy? Yeah. You know all well, these you do the donkey. That's kind of right, how it goes. Right, like they get and and it's it's like you don't have to dress up. You just throw some sweats on and go to a studio and record, and they pay you millions of fucking dollars. But right. uh, you know, um, that's cool. You know, I can I, I I'm envious of that. I wish I wish that was my fucking job. Well, you you did go into a career to. Yeah, well, that's that's the hope, but uh, that's the mecca, right? That's, that, the, that's yeah, the end game. Yeah, I guess I guess you know you have to kind of know how to act. Uh, before you do any of that, but yeah. All right, but keeping with the pace, uh, we then jump to uh, what is it? Uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that trailer for Suicide Squad. I don't. Um, it's it, you don't need to. It's it's really the same thing that yeah. you saw, just shot in different. Like you know, they show you another minute. Right. It's just the same shit edited uh, a different way. They show a lot more of Jason Todd, aka 
Joker clone, which it better be, because if it's not, someone's going to die in Hollywood. I'm just saying my uh, my Taliban Al Qaeda plot will go through there uh, (laughs) on that end. Yeah, Yeah. I don't uh, I don't I don't care much for how the Joker looks. But again, not not a lot of investment. It's DC kind of like meh. don't really care about DC. And uh, I don't know. Personally, I feel like if that's his take and it works great. It's, you know, Will Smith's in it. I don't think it's his take because, because like I said, we, uh, there's a lot of things they took from the comic that are directly translate to that character mm-hmm. of the Joker because it distinctly looks like the Joker brainwash guy. I mean, what happens to the Joker in the comics is he captures a Robin yeah. and tortures him. Yeah. And everyone thinks he's dead and he brainwashes him into being a little version of him. Okay. And that classic J that's under his under his eye is a brain that the Joker gave him. Yes, this this is, a, this is a fan theory, but it seems like the most logical one. And it has and it has to work because if it's not, and they're like, "This is the new Joker," fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to be doing Joker for a long time. Right. They, they can't really. No, no, they. they and I'm, I. It's weird too because you know they're not they're not using. The Batman stuff from the Christopher Nolan trilogy, what they kind of are, you know, they're like, they're not following that directly. Well, it's dark. They follow the Suicide Squad comic pretty close. Yeah. Where it's literally the worst of the worst. Right. That are pulled in. And that trailer kind of highlights a lot of it. Like you see Will Smith. I think Will Smith, it shocks me, him playing a villain. Like I hadn't actually seen him. In the role, and then oh, the and not I only saw that, him, I was but, like, whoa! Not only that, but as like in an ensemble cast, he's not the star, right? You know, he's one among many. I definitely believe he'll steal the show. Oh yeah, of course. I believe it a hundred percent because even in the trailer, you're like, oh, it's him, and you're drawn to see what he's doing. Even though Harley Quinn's right there, and it's like Harley Quinn, you're like comic psycho relief, <clears throat> right? <laughs> to keep the violence up, she'll do something, right? Well, that, that's. Uh, you know, it's another DC thing. I'm not super. I'm not gonna run out and see it right away. But it <laughs> right. looks like it. It looks like out of all the DC based things that's coming out, it looks like it could be the most entertaining. It's up there for me. Like I'm, I'm all about seeing all the comic films because I sold. I really, I really liked Man of Steel. I liked Zod. I liked the whole interaction. But I sold that movie short and didn't really see it. It took a friend's birthday outing for me to go with him to the theater to see it. Right. And right. I, I, I wouldn't go. Like I, I couldn't go. But I, you know. Under so what is it about DC that doesn't draw you to it like Marvel does? Why don't you like it as much? <sighs> um, you want? I can go right now. You go right ahead. Okay, uh, DC to me was always too sugar, sugar and apple pie. It didn't have enough realism. Like for the most part, every day was a good day for the citizens, and the bad guys were completely and horribly obvious. It was like watching old school GI Joe, but made in a comic. You know what I mean? Like, Cobra right. is destined to lose no matter how cool they are. And that's because G.I. Joe is there to save the day, and they're going to. And it had that feel <laughs> of, I don't need to tune in ever because there's not going to be a change, a plot plot twist, no interesting development because you're good and will always be good. And this guy is some random bad guy X that's about to get his ass whooped. Whereas Marvel would flip around and go, you like Wolverine? Will you still like Wolverine when he figures out Professor X has been blocking his memories and really keeping away yeah. who he is? And then Wolverine goes on a tear and actually kills a lot of people. And you're like, holy shit, when did that happen? And Marvel always had that way of going, if you haven't been keeping up, you're, you're kind of lost. And you go back and get the comics and they suck you in. And they were always big on character twists and jumps, which to me right. was more relating to real life. I only use Wolverine because he's like 
like you said, the, the jack-off character. The, uh, he, well, he, you know, he's, he's the one that's like, he's the, the kind of like the benchmark character for Marvel and, and has been for like the last 20 years. But I'm interested, always been more interested in Marvel villains, like Sabretooth. Right. Was, was great. He wasn't just a psychopath, but he was a psychopath. And uh, you have someone like Apocalypse who, by all rights, should be a ruler of a world but doesn't win. And why doesn't he win? Well, after epically damaging it, he literally rattles the saber of everybody who would like to live still. Right. <laughs> You're taking on the world. And that's just some stuff to mention to keep it up because we talked about it already. But that type of thing is like tune in because – or don't blink because you never know what's going to happen next. Right. And DC's sort of predictable. For me, uh, it's kind of well. Two- some of it is. Some yeah. of it is. Sorry, you go ahead. For me, it's kind of twofold. I think that um, the the primary reason why I prefer Marvel over DC <clears throat> is just because I discovered Marvel first. I honestly right. think it. You know, I I didn't know comic books, but you know, I knew cartoons as a kid. Spider Man and and his super friends or whatever the fuck that was called. You know, like there there was all kinds of cartoons growing up that dealt with Marvel characters and there were for DC as well but when I I, you know like I would say 11 or 12 years old I went out and I was like oh I want to read a comic book you know it just always appealed to me and I think the first comic books I picked up were like Spider-Man comic books and just because those were the first ones I read and you have to remember they did this a lot where they would go to read to you know finish the story read it in some other comic book number seven and you're like, oh, okay, well, I got to go get that one because I want to know what happens in the story. So now yeah. before you know it, you're reading like three or four different comic books to finish the story. And they were all Marvel comic books. So, you know, that's where my focus kind of went. And I didn't really have any concern about DC at all. But then when I when I was like, well, hey, what's going on over here? And I started to read those comic books. It seemed like there were too many parallels. In DC, you mean? R- right. Okay. When, when, I, when I would try to go make that transition from Marvel to DC, DC to me seemed like like the, the generic Legos that you would buy at the store that fit with the Legos you already had, but they weren't actually Legos. They were like all weird colors, like weird you know, do you know what i'm saying or like yeah, the, yeah. the shitty version of the gi joes the generic gi right, joes right. like that's to me what it seemed like 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 marvel seemed vibrant and it okay. seemed like original and to me dc seemed like this kind of i think imitation in, i think in old head it's better to say that it, to me dc tried too hard yeah so and what i mean by that is is like you take one character and to me marvel said they're mutants right for a big plot of theirs and that's what hooked me was right. that everyday people dis- discovered they had these powers and they weren't always good to have right and they you know they struggled with it and it's part of who they are and they try to do well by it which seemed to be more down to earth whereas then you had the martian manhunter hunter right who has this stellar amazing super out there great like super in other words it was dc was super sci-fi right i i think too a lot large part of it is when we the time when we started reading comic books marvel was was very deep in gritty dark more realistic sort of character development than dc was and you know like we we both started in like the early 90s i would say probably reading comic books yeah to me i've always been like I've been into dark shit, you know, like I'm, I'm into real shit, you know, <laughs> and that's just it, it was more appealing to me than a lot of people are like that. Um, and, and from what I'm getting from what you guys are saying about DC, a lot of it seems to be centered around Superman storylines. 
<laughs> like like heavily on Superman storylines, which I totally get. Right. Because Superman's like the perfect being. He's literally invincible and right. has limitless power. Like, how do you get into a guy who, like, oh, man, I had a rough day at work. So the fuck what? Right. right. You're an invincible, right. immortal being. Or, or watch this. That can fly. A volcano erupted, and it's going to destroy half the planet. There's nothing we can do. Don't worry. Superman's there. All right, go to the pub then. <laughs> right. But there are superheroes in DC that are, in my opinion, even darker and more psychological than almost all of Marvel. Shit hit Batman's me. villains are unbelievably dark. Oh, I got to apologize. Twisted. Yeah. I apologize, Travis. I never include Batman. It's no, not good. No, 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 no. I never okay. include no, no, all no. them villains in Arkham and the whole nine. I love, but go ahead. I didn't mention it. Fair, fair stab. Go for it. Well, right, right. Because, like I said, a lot of your comments were centered around Supergirl and Superman, and uh, even maybe the Flash is is a little too overpowered. Oh, there's another thing too that you have to remember that you you may not know. Um, when we talk shit about Superman, like if we're if we're just fucking around playing a video game <laughs> and we just talk shit about Superman, it's because Brandon is CTC Ice, yeah. uh, right. who's been on this podcast before, is uh, he. Is orgasmic for Superman. Okay, he's he is. Uh, if Superman were real, Brandon would worship at the altar. He's got Superman tattoos. Like as far as Brandon right. is concerned, there aren't any other comic book characters. It's just Superman. Well, I try to keep an open mind, <laughs> but we just uh, try to make fun of him and fuck well, with and him because it pisses him off. <laughs> yeah, I can see why that would be enjoyable. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, in the, even uh, the Green Arrow is is not as <clears throat> he's not really centered on superpowers, right? He doesn't have any superpowers. No. He's very down to earth. There's a lot of DC arcs and stories that are exactly what you're describing. It just sounds like you never really got into them. Yeah, no, it's just uh, yeah. That, I think that's really what it comes down to. But, be, but beyond Batman, because I think he's on something. I am interested in always getting into new shit. So beyond Batman verse. Is there is there other darker things or other things that you think would be would interest us or we? There's al there's almost no darker storylines in, in than Batman in all of comic books. But I mean, there's obviously some that are more twisted and more violent. But psychological, Batman's probably the best. Um, I'd agree. I mean, Oliver Queen's stories are are pretty good, but they're nowhere near the the caliber of Batman's. Uh, and it, and that really. Rounds out all the non-superheroes-powered superheroes <laughs> in almost all of comics. Yeah, and and I, you there know, are very just, few in Marvel too. Just to articulate, I don't, I don't have anything against DC. I just don't really care. You know, like I, I, I've, I've, I'm not interested in in necessarily branching out at this point. The last thing I want to do is spend more money on additional comic books. You know, like you get if you get into four or five monthly books which i'm not anymore but at a time that was the case the last thing you want to do is go well fuck i need to start buying green arrow because i can you know i got all this disposable income so but, for me it's tough yeah buying the comic books but there are tv shows that are good yeah um for example marvel came out with daredevil last year and it was dark and it was fantastic they killed it um and when the Arrow came out five years ago, or four years ago now, um, they presented him as a character before the the hero Green Arrow. So it's a five year backstory based on how he becomes the Green Arrow. And when he starts out, he's an asshole who just murders people. Right. <laughs> and that's, but you know, he's. I, I can't talk enough about the Arrow because I feel that he definitely is a justifiable character in what he's doing. 
right. and, and grows always with it. Well, and, and here's the best thing, okay? This is a little tidbit. So I've always felt like that DC is kind of like a copy of Marvel. It's actually the opposite. Right. Marvel did such a good job of tricking people, myself included. DC's Apple, Marvel's Microsoft. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Or, or, you know, or vice versa. What, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's a, but yeah, like, like they, they didn't, a lot of this stuff wasn't original. I mean, there's so many parallels. And I think it was just because I got into Marvel first that those parallels occurred to me in the opposite direction of what was actually the truth. You know, so. Well, I mean, that happens everywhere, though. People get a PlayStation 1 for Christmas, and the Xbox sucks for the rest of their lives, right? Right, <laughs> right. It just happens that way sometimes. People grow to enjoy the things that they have access to. Oh, well, yeah. I, I was a PlayStation guy uh, since PlayStation 1 until I started hanging out with Bob. I had no reason to buy an <laughs> Xbox. Right. I owned all of them. I've owned all consoles. Me too. I will say it hands down. And Xbox One is by far the best uh, that they have of the consoles, only because they've been doing it longer for their online services. Uh, that's the only reason I ever got an Xbox was because all of my friends were online playing together. And I was like, well, I want to do that, too. So, sure. you know, if, if you know, I, not that I would run out and buy a new system, but like if I didn't have a system and my friends were like, oh, we don't play video games anymore. You know, I don't know. There's I mean, then it would be would I buy a PlayStation? Would I buy an Xbox? Like right now, there's no question. Right. You know, I'm just going to go buy an Xbox because that's, you know, I'm a sheep and I'm following the herd. It's true. <laughs> but they did something very, very smart. Uh, Microsoft did. And that's the. uh inside knowledge or what have you but they uh made sure they built a council that's predicted the last 10 years and sony's a bunch of assholes too and sony hasn't done that their council mm -hmm. they're trying to delay releasing a newer version right so because consumers number one complaint was we're tired of having to go buy a new council every year that's the same reason why people don't want to buy a computer for gaming they're, right they don't want to have to constantly upgrade it that, that's for me the reason why i don't game on a computer is because i don't want to I, I don't know enough about computers for that to be interesting to me right you know i'd rather just have a i'd rather have a dedicated thing for it i'm like you in that even even i know i know a lot more about computers i'd say i, I know a lot about computers now. and and bottom line when you go buy a computer and the way they're put together manufacturers don't want you putting together your own shit anyway it's not because you'll mess it up. It's because you'll be unhappy with the config because by the time you're pleased with the outcome, you're going to realize that you've only fixed one specialized facet right. of what you're looking for, and you will quickly outdate your computer with the other parts right. you did not well, keep up as well. And if you're going to do that, logic dictates you might as well just buy an entire new machine right? because it's going to have the new parts already well, in that's it. That's how you know, computers are so cheap now. You know, because it's like, you know, I, to me, putting together a computer in, in relation to what their cost was 10 years ago, you know, but to me, putting together a machine is still kind of like a niche thing, you know, like a hobbyist. Right. Like, right. Oh, that that dude fucking he can put together computers. Cool. Call him up, you know. But for most of us, m most people, we understand how to use a computer. We understand what it needs to function. But actually taking the time and putting something together, that's not. That's not a thing that most people want to do. I'll tell you the number one thing I discovered helping out people the last four years in Microsoft and teaching classes, it's, I've, I've had tons of people come in and they're IT guys that I had to train software. They just didn't know how to, and it baffled me. How are you fixing and repairing the hardware of a computer but do not understand how the operating system works? <laughs> right. It baffles the hell out of me. And they'll tell me, well, we know it from the other side. Right. We, we know understand it from the hardware. failure codes. We know it from having to update the hardware system failure. But no, I don't have any idea of how to formulate or, or coordinate my calendar to work with my phone and how to set that up. And, and to me, it's always like, 
then you're not really as needed right as as the person who knows how to use the operating system because i can go buy a new hardware i can go buy an entirely new computer but with the same software and still be off on a better note at that point it's data transfer and with cloud services and i'm going on a tear here i apologize but the bottom line is is what it boils down to is uh newer can be better without it being specialized and i think that that's my point yeah you need i need to stop myself because i'm starting (laughs) to get in areas here (laughs) so uh what are your opinions on suicide squad dolly on Suicide Squad? Yeah. Uh, in general, I love the concept. Um, if you're talking about the trailer and yeah. my excitement for the movie, I am still excited. It's it's something that's very different from everything that's been coming out the last 10 years. Yes. For 10 years straight, it's been you know Iron Man, it's been Superman, it's been Batman, all those guys. But the Suicide Squad is just villains being pulled together, being forced to <laughs> basically fight crime. That's, that's the reason why I'm excited for it, too. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, essentially, what, what Travis just said is the whole thing. Right. That's that's the right. exact reason why the comic was a hit. It's the exact reason why I know the movie's going to be great. I, I haven't read the comic book at all. I'm totally behind on that. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, it looks cool. So It's just a refreshing idea. Uh, it, they'll, and they'll do well just solely on that, purpose, like on that uh, premise is that it's different. Okay. So that leads us to the next uh, trailer, which is Captain America Civil War. Oh man. That's the big one. That's Yeah. That's everything. That's that's that uh what is it uh justice special, but not on the side. Yeah, I mean, that's, it, that's, that's that's amazing. It's it's um it's not the Avengers, but it is the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> it is Winter Soldier working with Captain America side by side, graduated from Bucky, giving up yeah. Super Shield beatdown I, I to think Iron that, Man. I, and I think they were really smart too because um, there's there's no Hulk in it. And you you as you you as me, I'm a big Hulk fan. You're a big Hulk fan. I'm the Hulk fan. But they said very specifically, if we put Hulk in the movie, whoever side he's on wins. Like, that's correct. You, you well, know, I think that's because I don't think they're including Thor in the movie, right? No, no, I don't believe so. Even right. if they did, there's no rival. Right, but they and they set it. They set it up. They set it up in in uh, Age of Ultron when you know Banner fucking he ducked out and there was like, where did he go? You know, and yeah. also Thor was like, I've got to get to the bottom of a thing. And, and also they leaked. I they am leave, excited for for Ragnarok though. Yeah. They, they leaked a poster. Melissa found um, my lady found uh, uh, a poster of them showing Hulk and movie facet of what it looks like when he gets back to Earth. They've they've ruined it. Mm-hmm. Like they're already. We knew they were going with Planet Hulk, and they're they're heading that direction with them as an offshoot. Nobody knows what that's going to be. Heads or tails. But they released that, and it's my it's it's on my phone for that reason. I and, uh, I I have heard so many theories on the internet. <clears throat> Sound theories too uh, about Guardians of the Galaxy and Hulk team up. Yeah, it, that, well, which would make sense. That'd be kind of cool. Well, they're as we all know, they're all building towards the Infinity Wars. Yeah, Thanos. Yeah, got yeah. it. They're they're oh, all building towards those Infinity Gems, and you know, if you're familiar with the comic tale at all, it's one of the best stories ever done in Marvel, and. People, I think, in the movies don't, or fans of the movie strictly probably don't understand that these Infinity Gems, like, that's more power than anybody in the world, all worlds. Right. So it, it requires everybody. It requires <laughs> all the fucking superheroes. So, and they're splitting it up into two films, which I think says, smart. yeah. Um, 
let's check this out a little bit and see what we see what we can seize. I don't think this is the Super Bowl one. I think this is just the original one. Which one is this? This is the Captain America Civil War. There's a point in the new Super Bowl one where they show the two sides, and the makeup yeah. is really interesting. You're a wanted man. I don't do that anymore. This one's really good too. I think you did are coming right now. They're not planning on taking you alive. Still, how do you draw a gun in Captain America? Well, well you know, and that's that's the thing people. too. Uh, you know, for us who've read the Civil War storyline, um, I I kind of hope that they follow that because I know that Chris Evans has kind of stated like, eh, it's getting to the point where I'm kind of like getting done with the shit. You know, he's been in what like fucking six or seven movies. Right. As too Captain bad, America. Chris Evans, Captain America, you don't get to leave. But it's done. Uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but we know in the comic book series, Bucky ends up taking over the mantle of Captain America. Right. Yeah. So um, I, I think that's a cool concept. Um, but, you know, who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll I, I'm against happens. it. Like when Bucky took over Captain America, I just I just want to say that's why I stopped watching it only because I was like, I, I want Captain America. I don't I don't want his stand in. And he came back. That's, but then, then he retired. So yeah, comic books are funky like that. Vigilante. You've operated with unlimited power and no supervision. That's something. The world. This one's from November. I want to find that. A little side note. I'm pretty sure that guy who was just speaking is the same actor that was in in the Hulk movie with. Um, yeah, yeah. You're it's absolutely the same right. actor. It's Liam Neeson, yeah. isn't it? Or is it? No. Which, which is nice because he was so long ago that almost everybody forgets. But I went and saw that Marvel movie Marathon, by the way, last year. Um, before Avengers Ultron came out, it was right. like 29 hours straight in a theater movie. It was nuts. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. But it's nice to know that they kept the same actor know, from that. that because he's been gone for 13 movies. Hold up, Travis. You don't get to walk over that. I'd never heard of a Marvel movie marathon. Oh, man, it was so good. 29 hours. How did, how did that work? Like, was it, what, was it a theater? Was it? Yes. We went to a theater in Toronto and, uh, That's I got paid $50 for a ticket. Uh, me and two buddies went. And it was every single Marvel movie since Iron Man 1. So it's like in, in order, too. Uh, and then it finished with Age of Ultron a day early. And it was incredible. Wow, wow man. <laughs> that's fucking We live in a shit a country. Nowhere in this country that happened. I, not, not to my knowledge. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Really to go enjoyed to. that. I don't know that I could sit through 29 hours. I know I would have tried. Yeah. There included. were people with sleeping bags in the theater. Uh, it got pretty smelly at some points, but <laughs> but they gave you unlimited pop. They have those machines here that oh, you can uh, just so, go fill up your pop with any pop you can possibly think of. Also, you can get diabetes while you. <laughs> For the record, how do you last twenty nine hours without some sorts of caffeine? That's true. That's true. You I, gotta, you gotta I, do I don't something. know if I could last twenty four hours straight. I, My two buddies were asleep in the last. Um, they slept in the fourth last movie. They were awake for Guardians. They were awake for Captain America two. And they were awake for Ultron, but they slept through. Um, I'm trying to think what Thor two. Man, well, they're gonna sleep through a Marvel them, movie. It's, I just loved every movie. minute of it. That would have been amazing. So this is this is the new this is the new trailer. I've done that shit for the experience. It's beautifully cut, by the way. Ready. 
Yeah, you, you can tell there's there's no fucking around going on here. You chose the wrong side. Yeah, it's a good it's a good cut. Yeah, I gotta say, um, you don't cross captain. I mean, I mean, I, d I just want to point this out. There, that's the only guy I know who morally never bent. Well, let me take this back. It's not that he doesn't um, doesn't have to walk between lines sometimes. It's the fact that he's always on the side of the of right. right. Like you always get exactly where he's going to go and why he has to go there. And he's so different from every other Marvel character because he doesn't right. fade to gray. Right. That's not him. It is a pillar of, of moral right and wrong. But it's cool when you see people in the comics that went to apprehend him and they refused to draw a gun on Captain America. Yeah. You know, like, he, he's no a, but he's put it in a place um, where he has to choose between what's right and what's right. Right. That's that's the whole issue with Captain America in this movie. It's that he's not choosing wrong. It's that I, <laughs> he can't he can't lose Bucky. Right, and everybody can get behind right. that. Right, that, That's everybody. And more importantly, Iron Man it represents the corporate asshole. You know, I found it a I, little... I just got to say that. Oh, he's yeah, the, he's yeah. the corporate asshole in this. Completely. Like, he's, he's right, too, but, you know, the law is the law. And it's like, yeah, but there are many nations where the law is written to fuck people right. over. And, and you can't and, just do that. And that's what we found in, in the Civil War storyline was that, you know, here's this guy, uh, Tony Stark... Who's very much like, hey, we have a responsibility. We have a duty. You know, we need to toe the line. You know, we're we're legally bound or legally required to, you know, follow these laws. And uh, Captain America is very much like there is a right and there is a wrong. And just because these people are in charge doesn't mean they're right. You know, mm -hmm. these people have a right. It's, it very much played into that whole right to privacy sort of concept that was right. that was happening in, in the country and it's still happening now, but more so to the, the, that extent at the time. Um, we don't know really what sets that off. You know, I guess Bucky in some degree, but in the comic books, there's a bunch of people get killed because of the mistake of some superheroes. Right. Uh, right. So, so there's probably something similar here. Well, I thought it was the all the damage like the, that it did where people got killed, and part of that was due to the Hulk. No, it wasn't the Hulk. It was that uh, I believe, if memory serves, it was a character named Speedball. Yeah, it was the the new something or others. Basically, they went to go. Uh, they went to oh, go the apprehend. dude that blows up. Right, right. The school, right, is what it is. He he nukes the school with his yeah. power. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to go through with with the comic books, especially since so many characters from the comics are not going to be in right. it. Right, probably not. Uh, but from what I grasped from the movie, um, they want Bucky to answer for his crimes in the past. Right. I know that's absolute, absolutely why Captain America makes this decision. Um, what was interesting to me um, from the movie is the makeup of the two sides. Um, based on you know what you guys were saying about Iron Man representing kind of the corporate asshole and whatnot, but saying that they still have a sense of duty that they have to be an example. Vision was on his side, and I don't think Vision would normally be okay with what they want to do to Bucky. Because I'm pretty sure they want to terminate Bucky. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing so I, I don't found know why weird. Vision's okay with that. The other thing I found weird too is it seemed as if Black Widow was on Tony Stark's side, and I don't believe that she would be there either. Uh, I believe that their relationship, it's Black Widow, though, right? I, and 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 I get that, but I feel like their relationship from the second Captain America movie that uh, that would have, to me, in my mind, cemented her in 
Captain America's corner. And then, you know, they go on at the end of Age of Ultron to, you know, kind of train the next generation of the Avengers. And so who knows what happens, but I, I, I don't know that I would see her on Tony's side. But she, the other thing is you still didn't see Spider-Man. No. Right. I still have not seen Spider-Man, which is, to me, the most interesting part of how they're going to do it. Well, I also am secretly holding out to see one guy in the whole film. And that's the Punisher. I don't think Punisher will be there. <laughs> no, I, I don't really don't, man. And I wish he was because he's such a big part of uh, Spider-Man. Civil War. Yeah, but here's here's what's fucked up. Okay, so if we follow this logic, like they're slowly introducing more characters and more characters, all all the movie universe at this point and the TV universe haven't crossed over, but you know, they're going to at some point. They they are in the same world, so we could potentially see like a, a movie. Down the road, because we don't even know who's still going to be introduced later in these movies. We know we know that we're going to have, uh, you know, Doctor Strange and we're going to have all these other newer characters that are kind of being added. Mm-hmm. But but like we could have all these fucking we could have like Luke Cage in in the fucking Infinity Wars uh, movie. We could have Spider-Man and Daredevil and the Punisher and like all these little characters that are kind of coming and coalescing. Like, there could be, like, 50 fucking characters. Even if they mention the Punisher as only, this is why we have to bring under control. <laughs> right, because right. since the Civil War announced, right. 18 B-villains were shot in right. the head. Well, that's, and, and, I'm still and, and going to like that. That's because you, like me, I think your favorite part of Civil War was the uh, the Punisher and Captain America yes. and their interactions. Because that, that, that was, you know... Amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, uh, and, you know, we will miss out on that. But I respect you, Steve Rogers. I will not lay one single hand on you. And when he fucking gunned down all those Spider-Man villains. <laughs> how, how fucking priceless was Because that? they chased them in the sewer, and it was like, or right. no, no, he came he, upon them he, he was, because he went Spider-Man to a funeral. got jumped. Yeah. yeah, he went to it. Like, so all these, like, B Spider-Man supervillains are at this bar. And there's a funeral for some other villain. I don't remember who it was. Stiltman. Yeah. <laughs> who the Punisher had killed also. And so they're all at this. There's like 30 or 40 different villains. And, you know, Spider-Man has this massive, like, 60-year rogues gallery of, you know, or like 50-year rogues gallery of all these shitty villains. We're and they're stopping all there. the epidemic of B-villains. Right, right. And they're all there. And they're all mourning Stiltman and... Damn that Punisher. And it, like it seemed it was written as if the Punisher did this because his grand plan was to find all of these villains and kill them all at once, <laughs> which is what he did. <laughs> yeah, the Punisher is so badass. It was so good. But I mean, as cool as that was, it was actually uh, Steve Rogers finding out, Captain America finding out. Right. And how the Punisher sat there and took the beating. Right. Because Captain America was like, that's not what we do. That's not what I am. That's not what this is. And right. And, and Punisher's like, I exist to do what you can't do and then that was it right and it existed in the ass beating yep the, the worst ass beating as we like to say this side of the eastern seaboard <laughs> it occurred and i was like that is awesome won't happen that's respect that was everything right there you could want in a in a movie or a comic if you ha- if you're a man right I'm just saying men love that stuff it's what we're about <laughs> beatings there you go and i think the last superhero uh trailer the Super Bowl was the Deadpool trailer, which Deadpool comes out Friday. Okay, and so the marketing for this 
has been the best marketing for anything I've seen in like 10 years. Agreed. Yeah, I, I was like it. I was reading a, or watching a video with uh, Ryan Reynolds and he was talking about like how at Fox, you know, every year or whatever, they, 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 they everybody sit down at a big table and they go, okay, who wants to do the marketing for this movie? You know, a couple of people raise their hand. Who wants to do the marketing for this movie? A couple of people raise their hand. Who wants to do the marketing for Deadpool? And the whole fucking room raised their hand yeah. because... Right. When are you going to have the opportunity to make a movie like this again? You, they, they had uh, an article that I just read uh, where they interviewed him, and they talked about how Ryan Reynolds was uh, the last the last day of shooting uh, for the film. Uh -huh. He's in full Deadpool costume, and he, and he tells the interviewer, <laughs> he said, you know, I, I waited 11 years to play Deadpool, 11 years of my life, and I finally got to wear the suit. I'm fucking taking it home. <laughs> and when he's walking off the set, they ask him for, he's like, oh, hey, you're still in the suit. And he said, try and take it from me. <laughs> and he just got in the car and left. <laughs> I, I read that he cried when he saw the suit. That is. When he saw the suit for the first time, he cried. And I don't blame him. No. Like, I, you know, if, if you've ever listened. born to right. play Deadpool. If, if you've ever listened to this podcast or you know me for more than 10 minutes, you probably know I'm a huge fucking Deadpool fan. Right. And the costume is I love that we live in a time where the things we see, it's like they've been taken directly out of the fucking pages of a comic book. I love it. Because, you know, when we were younger and they made comic book movies, some of them were a little shitty. Right. little shitty. You know, <laughs> remember the fucking Spider-Man live action TV show? No. And I won't. <laughs> of course you don't. I won't. I won't admit to watching that piece fucking, of shit. Right. Uh, or the, the, I think there was a Captain America TV show. There for, was. Yeah. And that was fucking awful. Um, but it's a different time. And like, it's just the shit that we see. So good. It's the game has literally been raised. So, yeah, I think they did an amazing job. It looks exactly like you would think a Deadpool suit would look. But that marketing is so brilliant. There are people I know who didn't care for the comics they're going to see deadpool yeah because it's everywhere you turn now which it should be so this is uh oh hello deadpool here this is a super bowl spot i always wanted to be a professional athlete because i wanted to have children in cities all over the world <laughs> incoming See you this Friday, America. Deadpool. Rated R in theaters and IMAX yeah. Friday. I mean, all the all the trailers have pretty much been the same. Like, there obviously that must be like a big action sequence. I in the film. literally feel that the money they're gonna make off this film is gonna rival what they made with the new Star Wars. I don't know. I I literally feel that's gonna happen. I I, I have I have a great amount of faith uh, that this is a good movie. The I dude, I remember the hype. I remember the people demanding the film. I remember the fans who demanded it. Uh, this, like you said, this film wasn't going to be made with Ryan Reynolds it, it, initially. It, was it wasn't like, even going to get made. Right. It was like it's done, and then the fans were like, "Fuck you! This this better happen." Right. Well, the right. The, the, the tale. Go ahead, Dolly. No, no, no. I just said right. The the, the tale uh, is is a pretty pretty you know. So for eleven years, Ryan Reynolds has tried to make this get this film made. And they made test footage, and apparently Fox didn't even look at it. They didn't even look at They didn't give a shit. Uh, you know, the, the shit that happened in X-Men Origins Wolverine, total egg on the face for anybody, you know, uh, that was a fan of Deadpool. So they make this test footage, and then somehow the test footage gets leaked. And 
we don't know if Ryan Reynolds leaked it or if Ryan Reynolds' mom leaked it or <laughs> his mom leaked it. <laughs> right. We don't know any of that shit. Um, but it was leaked, and within 24 hours, Fox gave him a green light to make the film. So that's how overwhelming the fan response was. And not only did they give him the green light to make the film, but they were like, "Fuck it, do whatever you want." Right. You know, make the movie because we want to. We, you know, I, I think that it's good for when these movie studios realize, like, hey. We want to attract the fans. Beyond Deadpool, one of my favorite characters in Marvel is Colossus. Yeah, and it's the first time I've ever seen Colossus done. And he talks, and he's in the film. And, and he's, he's Russian. And he's there. Right. <laughs> and I was, just to see him, I was like, yes. Right. A little tear in the eye. Because it's, it's, he's oh. he's been in previous X-Men movies yep. as like a bit sort of it's character. Like a dude, oh, go, Peter and Piotr, and make sure the children are safe. Well, he was in, I think he was in the third one, right? And he was an American kid. Right. Well, it's not fucking Colossus. <laughs> Colossus is an American kid. He's a giant Russian. He was briefly in X Men, um, the last one that they did. Yeah, the oh, oh first uh, five minutes of the movie he was there. Um, what is it? Uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah, I don't remember what he did, but yeah, that's, I don't remember him at all. They so. got their asses kicked in the first five minutes by Sentinels. All of them died. Yep, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Okay, there you go. Well, anyways, it's cool that he's in this movie, and it's right. cool that that they seem to be doing him right. I don't know who the chick with the fire. Or a smashy thing. But is. I know she has a Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> so boss, dude. Yes. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely like, I, I've not been this excited for a movie in ever. Um, yeah, I still haven't even seen Star Wars movie. Um, you won't know excitement <laughs> until they finally come out with My World War Hulk, Planet Hulk. I'm just saying, just, yeah, just the no, first. Absolutely. I'm going to come unglued. I, you still haven't seen Star Wars? No, I haven't seen the new Star Wars movie. Oh, you should see it. Yeah, I should. I went to the movie theater like three weeks ago and saw Hateful Eight instead. We, it's equal. I, I don't know what happened. Me and Nate were excited to see it, and then we heard about people going to see it so much that we just stopped. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't even that for me. For me, it was just a it was a money thing. And um, it was for me. I just circled it. Now it's, you know, I, and, I'm going to see it. And and here's the problem. I've been on the internet so much. I, I know I know the movie. I've already read the cliff notes of the movie. I know exactly. I know everything. You're dumb. I didn't. I know nothing, I, and I'm I, going to see I this I couldn't film. avoid it. <laughs> you still need to see it. You yeah. need to see yeah, and, and I, I will. performance. You know, I, I will see it. I'm I'm definitely still looking forward to it. But when it came down to did I want to see Star Wars more or did I want to see the new Quentin Tarantino movie more, I had to make a pimp decision. A yeah, tough decision. Yeah, I, I, and I went and saw Hateful Eight. It's not, it's not eh, I don't know. It's not tough because we're not in the same ballpark. It's like you have to see both. Right. Well, I don't what, decide. Which one you did I want to see first? That, I that was That was more the... I told you. I'm going to theater hop. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go see Star Wars. And hopefully they have the same Hateful Eight there, and I'm going to be like, okay, and I'm going to walk in. Uh, they they had, like, one playing of it, too, so it's clearly not. It got the popularity of previous Star Wars films. Uh, you know, shitty on, on that, you know, because... Where did you uh, see the Hateful Eight at? I saw it at uh, Yorktown. Yorktown? Okay, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm definitely going to like that, because they normally have that, and they'll never notice me. Yeah, they... Uh, so the theater was was fairly full when I went and saw it. You know what you say to a six foot five, uh, over four hundred pound black guy? Nothing. You just Not go call the thing. police. That's right. <laughs> ain't, gonna, ain't gonna even do that. I'm gonna sit there. I'm gonna be in the back, sir. Is that your seat? Yep. Call the cops. Oh, did I tell you about the text message that I got from uh, Chance? No, because he'll probably listen to this. So I'm not even going to. So, you know, how in our previous podcast, I was talking about how I'm not a fan of bootlegging. And, you know, I think it's kind of like a, both of us said it. You're right. Right. And and we made a specific mention of, hey, we're not going to mention anybody's name. Well, he sent me like a five page text about like in defense of his 
his you know like i don't download them myself i i you know i just get them from people and i told him i was like you you're more than welcome to to come on the podcast and debate i and he never replied so he said i finally listened to your podcast about bootlegging uh, and I know you didn't mention me by name, but it's still shitty. And I just mentioned you by name. So, <laughs> uh, it's, it, but it's still shitty how there was no counterpoint. And I'll give you that. Sure. It, we agree on a subject. There's no counterpoint. But the only counterpoint to bootlegging is to say, well, Hollywood charges too much and it's too much money. And why should you have to pay for everything? The ticket <sighs> price of movies and all that other stuff. But the bottom line, if you enjoy watching the movie. Right. If you took the ride, pay the price. That's what it is. Right. I, I to me, it's it's a it's the counterpoint is, man. I don't I don't like to spend a lot of money to watch movies. Okay. Well, then don't watch movies. Right. You know, if you want to see a new movie that's just come out in the theater and you want to bootleg it, I don't give a shit. Do that. Fuck. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just saying that's not something I participate in. Am I going to tell you that you're the scum of the earth for doing it? I, I'll admit, it's not a morality thing with me. It's just one of those things that if I went into entertainment right. and I found out that somebody was taking food out of my mouth because they didn't feel like paying for the entertainment I already provided them, right. yeah, you're an asshole. Right. Here's, here's, it goes further. I wanted to make sure you know that I don't actually download them. Okay. You know, that's fine. You don't, you don't download them. No, no big deal. Uh, I get them offered to me from multiple sources and I don't ask questions. It's not drugs. It's okay. We know they got downloaded. Also, for someone that's so into metal, you'd think that you would be a little bit more open to bootlegging as most metal from the 80s was traded in between friends on cassette tapes. Uh, th I feel there's an inherent difference in that. I feel like... Uh, X-Men Origins or, you know, the Age of Ultron, those are not like an underground band that no one's hearing. But that's a shitty comment because most songs heard on a radio were placed on a cassette tape and then traded amongst friends. You made you made tapes all the time right. uh, for us, so you can't right. just there was pigeonhole There, there was no MP3s. Right. And tape trading is not the same. You know, th there's a movie. Look at it like this. There's a movie out in the theater. It's only available in the fucking theater. And they spent a hundred million dollars to make the movie. And granted, whether or not they make another movie may not be determined by your individual choice of purchase, but it is not the same as four guys in their fucking garage in fucking Paducah who put together a kick-ass metal tape and no one could possibly hear them unless someone bootlegged their tape. Right. It's not the same fucking thing. It's not the same argument at all. But regardless, I mean, I think I think to defend the text of this guy, uh, I, you know what? He's entitled his, to, to his say in his opinion. You've not said he's not. I'm right, not saying right, he's no. not. But what I will say is this, that bootlegging is wrong. You shouldn't do it in this day and age. There are more cost-effective ways to see what you want to see that will that you, that you fit your budget. You can't see in the theater right now. This movie will be out eventually to where you could, for the same ticket price, you can buy the film. Right. Right? And, I, and I'm going to say that. But the whole point of a theater watch is that you're excited about the film. You're endorsing this film by paying your money right. then. It, it's it's you're you're voting with your wallet. Th that's my opinion. And it's and it's that. It's just all beyond. I mean, just. But uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll say as I did in my text message, which you never replied to. You have an open invitation. If you'd like to come on and debate, it's no problem. You know, we'll have a we'll have a an interesting conversation. You know, but uh, you know, I'm not. This this is my podcast. I'm I'm gonna dog you out because <laughs> you didn't reply and it was said. So I don't know anything else. Anything else great coming up that we uh, 
we haven't touched on? Yeah, we haven't talked at all about the repeated French tribes' attempts to wipe us off the ARC server we're on. Well, I'm going right to leave now. that to Dolly. I have no information uh, about Travis, that. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Um, the power of it. No, it's just funny. I've been... Uh, Every, everybody knows we've been how we get with video games. You get into a good one, you play it for a while, and then you're done. Um, this this art game is the fun you have now is to watch other individuals play the game, and we are not serious players. And what I mean by that is is that there are people who try to build these great monolithic citadel structures that can't be touched or tarnished, but they're on a PvP server, a player versus player server. It's designed to for me to run over and kill you. And then you to run over and kill me. Okay. And that's accepted, right? That we're going to lose resources and time. But the whole point is, it's just skill versus skill the entire time. So why would you build and take days to build this superstructure when you're going to get super pissed somebody breaks a wall? I don't know. <laughs> right? It's just don't do it, right? So me and Travis here have, have been part of a tribe that just makes it a point to drive up and down the coast and wreck everybody's shit. We've become the supervillains on purpose. And we did it because we went to a European server because you can't even get into the American server during our hours when we're awake. There's too many kids, too many adults who play on Xbox Live. So it chokes the server. It can only have so much people. So we switched to the European server. When they're asleep, we'll have space to get on. That's the idea. These French tribes that have formed, it's not all French, it's just these four French tribes specifically, don't sleep. <laughs> like they don't like they're on super late waiting till because the only time these these pussies attack is when everybody's asleep and offline right and, and then they go wreck their structures and they go back right now is it a shitty thing to do uh, it's a tactic but then they turn around and start boasting right and start yeah. saying how powerful we are and we've wrecked you and our little old tribe has gone over there and done far more damage to these guys than anyone else in the server to even their their take on it and they're super pissed and to know this arcs about super dinos right right you get the big tyrannosaurus rex you want the giant birds you want you want everything monstrous and carnivorous that can stomp stuff they have all that we have a boat <laughs> with plants one giant eagle which is really a buzzard if throw it in but it's an eagle so and then we have one wolf that's it and and as i said they have a citadel and right. super dinos. And when they came to destroy our building, it took two plants, two turrets, <laughs> to get in there like, we're not going to fight you. I mean, I, and, and why I point this out is because that's the fun of the game we're playing. No one takes it serious. But like a fear we talked about video game or movies a bit, this is the fun we're in. And this is also how we met Travis. So Right. Right. I haven't been playing any video games. I've been painting. You're weird. Yeah. You're I, weird. I'm not, I won't say weird. Nate, when you were stressed, as far as I've known you, and that's like, what, 50, 18 years, whatever it is now? Uh, since like 2002. It's like forever. Known you forever. Um, the thing is, is that whenever you get uh, stressed at a point in your life, no matter what it is, your mind flips the script and you get creative. Yeah. And you go into these things. And I have learned to leave you alone. Because <laughs> you go into these things, you're highly volatile. Like every, and, and, and I won't say that you go out of your way to be a jerk, but it's like you clearly need alone time. Right. That's what you're doing. And then you come out with these epic paintings. It's like I've been away. Observe what all my efforts have, have brought. And I'm, and I'm always like, they're awesome, man. And it's like you're finally out again. And that's how you refuel. And that creative process, oh, I don't get. Well, the only thing I can say is, I, I feel like uh, doing the same job for like 11 years, uh, it, it was like, 
it was like taking saltpeter for the creativity, you know, like saltpeter for those of you that don't know when you take saltpeter it makes your dick not work um so <laughs> so taking this job was a lot like that but for like the creativity aspects of you know and like growing up i was always an avid reader and i drew and specifically because i doubt travis knows it all i don't the I don't. job you mentioned for 10 oh, years. oh yeah, yeah yeah sorry i uh i worked for a cell phone company i worked in sales for almost 11 years well. and <laughs> it uh it it <laughs> it completely devoured any creativity that I had. You know, I'd get home from work and all I wanted to do was play video games because I just wanted to vegetate. I just wanted to like, yeah, I don't want to think. And now I don't do that job anymore. And so like that wheel of creativity has started turning again. You know, I'm reading more and painting and drawing again and having ideas and shit you know i didn't have you know and i i started working at a gas station again which regressed me back to 22 years old um which is a job where it requires literally no thought it requires nearly zero effort i only do it two nights a week but i was like holy shit you know i was like like revisiting my youth like oh god what's going on here there's like things that are working so when those things start working i just lock myself away you know, and just indulge in them. And they're relaxing. And, you know, but sure. because of that, eh, eh, no interest in playing video games right now. You know, it's, it's, it'll come and go. I'm, I'm probably going to get a job with a company that I've been talking about for the last couple of podcasts. Uh, I'm sure that'll put me right back <laughs> where I was. No, I'm telling you, I have, uh, I worked for a company that stole their gimmick uh, for who you're about to get in with for, for four years now. And uh, they're, you're, I'm telling you, the culture is where you say it seems weird. It's because you haven't been through the training yet. You right. haven't, you haven't tried to adapt to the culture, and the culture changes you. It grows you, and it gets you to see things differently. Right, but still be you. Well, and and for sure, I've seen that um, being in those stores. Uh, it's real weird. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a weirdness I'm not really used to. Uh, but everybody seems like they're more themselves. Yep, and that that's always been my big issue is the jobs that I've had are very anti me (laughs) they're not cool with me being who i am and you know it's only going to be a part-time job you know like 30 hours a week or whatever but uh you know it's travis is an amazing gig uh which made me want to uh just scrap my career and my experience the last 20 years and just dive back into the medical field (laughs) yeah um healthcare is always going to be needed i imagine it's a lot different than american healthcare too well, ours is free. There's a good start. Um, <laughs> no, what I, what I do is actually I'm I'm in nursing, so I uh, my my main job is that I work in a nursing home, like a retirement residence, and I take care of people. But I only do that like maybe two or three times a month. Um, the rest of my time is spent at home with people that I have living with me, that are uh, kind of like low functioning, um, developmentally challenged individuals, and they pay me a lot of money to stay home and make extra meals wow right i mean but you want to talk about a job it's fulfilling right yeah, that's... it's it's i gotta imagine i mean maybe i'm just it's grass is greener but it just seems to me that it's worthwhile that what you're doing it's helping people it's maintaining that it's gotta it's gotta keep you on your toes right well uh, okay so the perks of of this job is one it's tax-free because what happens with individuals like these <laughs> is that they're put into group homes right and group homes require workers there 24-7. So you have to pay four staff members all day, $20 plus an hour. 
each, uh, on top of which you have to cover their meals, you have to cover their like everything, their scheduled events, and you know their doctor's appointments, and take them wherever they need to go. Um, so the benefit for the government is, is to put them in my house is that yes, they pay me less than they would pay these group homes, but they pay me a lot per individual. It's like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month, and um, wow. Basically, all I have to do is make sure they're, you know, they're fed well, taken care of, and that they're happy. And, I mean, I have everything you can imagine in my home. I have unlimited wireless internet. It's very great. I have five computers. I have every system that's out right now. I have Netflix <laughs> for everybody. I mean, I have Android boxes for them to watch TV shows on if that's what they want to do. And I basically have my house set up so everything is kind of automated. So they come home, they go watch their stuff. I make extra meals and I do what I want all day. It's it's redunk. That's, and then I don't yeah. have to claim it at all. So the government thinks I'm dirt poor, so I get better tax returns too. It's it's literally stupid. <laughs> I just I just I just gotta say, I just gotta say, for a simplified and cool you made it sound, I also think it's a very cool thing you're doing that. Yeah. I know a lot of people wouldn't do it because it's caring it's for others. It's very true. It's caring for others, and they just don't have that ability to do it. So I have, I have respect for you doing so that. So here's here's how ridiculous the, the like the care industry is. Like we just heard what he said. That's fucking ridiculous. My grandparents, my grandmother, she pays a nurse to come in. I think like five days a week for like eight hours a day to basically take care of my grandfather. This lady makes seven hundred dollars a week cash. Mm -hmm. No, she didn't pay taxes. Don't claim fucking taxes. Just and it's a stranger. Just some lady comes in. And I don't even I don't even know if it's eight hours a day. Seven hundred right. bucks a week. Uh, uh, and and I don't even know that she has any like previous medical knowledge. Can't. That should be <laughs> a lot not. more that she's making. That's because it wouldn't sense it would your grandmother's getting a deal, is what I'm saying. It's but still. Yeah, it's absolutely. Fucking seven hundred dollars a week. Yep. Just to, you know, not not even to cook for him. Just, you know, make sure he's clean. Yep. I At the uh, retirement residence that I work at, um, I know that people pay about 3500 to four grand a month right. just to stay there. Yeah, so it's, it's, it, it's absolutely a deal. Yeah, it's insane. For sure. And I just, you know, hey, I think listeners are right to know a little bit about people is all I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm getting into well, I I, uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, Dolly, and uh, you're more than welcome anytime you want to come on and chit chat and bullshit. Sure. Um, I don't know if you know, we do two different podcasts. This is our nerd words, kind of our our geek centric podcast, and then we do uh, another one that's kind of like more just general bitching and grousing about daily life. It's like life. It's like it's like well, it's stuff in life, right? Yeah. So it usually starts like something political, and then it'll be something. It's always humorous. There's always something on it. Well, humorous to us. I don't know if it's funny to anybody else, and don't right. really give a shit, frankly. But you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's funny to us. We talk about you know stuff that's going on in the news. You know, stuff that's affecting us personally. But we do it from a perspective of a complete lack of education about these. You know, we we have. We don't look anything up. We just speculate. But that's the funny part. Right. Right. <laughs> that's the best part. We don't we don't fact check. There's no need to do any of that. Okay. We're not we're not educating people. We're just grousing. So that's... we're saying we welcome you to the second one. We understand if it's not the cup of tea, but you should at least try it out because it's uh it's nice to just talk about whatever you like every once in a while and just make that a discussion. And we always have points. So that's gonna be and we will definitely send you the material if interested. Right. So we'll and let you know what we're gonna discuss about so you can look it up a little before you get into it. Going forward, we're gonna be recording uh, a podcast every Wednesday. That's and okay. we're, we're gonna be doing it 
like between four and and six. Whenever probably. you're like, I'm available. Right. Yeah, I, I live in different people time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I well, it would depend. I mean, most Wednesdays, Wednesdays I'm actually free. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll probably try them both. It's just uh, I have an opinion too, so. Not sure. <laughs> That's All right, good. cool. So we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, you know, feel free to follow us on iTunes if you uh, enjoy the podcast. Uh, we're also available on Stitcher, I think Stitcher. And, of course, my website, which is utilitymuffinlabs.com. And uh, please download, subscribe. Every Wednesday we will have a new podcast. That's what it's going to be going forward, period. It's nice. going to be every Wednesday. Wednesday's the Wednesday's the broadcasting day. Like I said, I'm getting a new job, and I told them, I can't work Wednesday, I can't work Friday. Wednesday I go to my internship, I do that, I'm going to come home, record a podcast, and then go to the school and do my radio show. Wednesday is fucking broadcasting day every week. And if you don't like it, fuck you and die. Fuck you and fuck die. You and die. I'd rather just fuck Hank Pym. Fuck Hank Pym. Um, that's weird. I forgot about that. See, I'm not even on the ball here. And that just sounded completely gay. And I don't care. <laughs> Speaking of which, he's going to be in the new. Uh, no, we won't. Different, different Ant Man. Yeah, don't tell me. The, the new bile one. Nope. All red, right? Yes, yes. All right. Well, Dolly, I appreciate you calling in on the Skype, and we're going to peace out on here. Right, I'll no probably problem. see you in 10 or whatever yeah, you're going to do, but two minutes that's... or whatever. <laughs> right. Alrighty, All right, sir. Have Peace a good out. one. And that was that. Fucking Pim. I got to get more passionate about that. You do. I mean, but you have 30 podcasts. You're yeah, lose, it's, it's got to switch my hate. You're going to lose your fuck Hank Pim passion. I, I got to switch my hate. Someone yeah. else needs it. I don't know. I'll pick somebody. Yeah, we'll we'll find somebody else who sucks, like the Blue Beetle or something. Yeah, we can't know. figure it out. I got to figure someone out. I'll, uh, All right, guys. Until out. next week. Goodbye. If looks could kill, they probably will. In games without frontiers, war without tears. Games without frontiers, war without tears.